The reflection from my sleep is timeless. The detection of my weakness whispers to me. I realize we're not as strong, yet we go and play along. The direction of my steps are yours alone. I sweep the icy path so none may stumble. Before the sunrise melts the fallen snow In my head I do the math And fill the day with laughter Like the inside joke That you and I only know You give me words to write You give me words to play and sing You show me the way Towards heaven and the breath and everything. And so I'm here to give you praise. With my hands lifted up I raise. Like the children we have raised with open arms. Today. The soundtrack of Community starts at the luthier's bench as she goes with and against the grain of a tree. When the work is finished, a natural reflection glows from the rounded edges of the three-dimensional instrument. The creative sum of the woodworker's thoughts and the creator's plan. The timeless song from the tree, wood, steel, words, music, and the smell of sawdust. The taste of the earth, the view of the Father in the quintessential rhythm of the new day. Come and see John 1, 35-42. The next day John again was standing with two of his disciples, And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. They came, and they saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are now to be called Cephas, which translated means Peter. John the Baptist pointed out the new creation that Jesus the Messiah was ushering in. The monk of the desert 
points to Jesus and cries out, Behold the Lamb of God. Jesus, as the Messiah, must take the place of the Paschal Lamb, which was sacrificed on the Passover. Later in their history, the people would place their sins on this animal. When the Lamb was killed in the name of the people, their sins were forgiven, and once again, they renewed the sacred covenant. Hence, Jesus will take upon himself the sins of the world and thus reconcile the world to the Heavenly Father. The New Covenant. John points out that the Messiah will be the one whom the prophet Isaiah foretold. In the ascetic community of Qumran, the teachings of the prophet played a major part in the formation of this desert group. According to this Hebrew prophet, the Messiah would be the suffering servant. For he grew up before him like a young plant, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by others, a man of suffering and acquainted with infirmity. And as one from whom others hide their faces, he was despised. And we held him of no account. Surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases. Yet we accounted him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he had not opened his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter By a perversion of justice, he was taken away. Who could have imagined his future? For he was cut off from the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him with pain. The righteous one, my servant, shall make many righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Isaiah 53. 2 through 11. Now the suffering servant Jesus gives his first disciples the command, come and see. Like the voice of the desert, they must behold the Lamb of God. It will take them three years to understand the Messiahship of their master. Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one from all eternity who must suffer and die on the cross. Come and see the eternal plan of the Heavenly Father unfold step by step. Jesus will lead them to Jerusalem and the mystery of the cross. At each step, they will be tempted to leave behind the image of the suffering servant and replace it with the image of a worldly kingdom with its temporal power. The disciples must struggle to accept the concept of the cross as the ultimate sign of divine love and forgiveness. By accepting this invitation, the disciples must take up their own crosses and follow Jesus. This invitation to come and see will radically change their lives. Jesus said to them, Come and you will see. They came therefore and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him. 
That is why Jesus changes the name of Simon to Peter, the rock. Yes, Simon will give in to the temptations of the world to abandon the image of the suffering servant, the Lamb of God. The fisherman will even deny the Christ. Ultimately, he will accept the suffering and death of the Lamb by his own death on a cross. The rock will come to understand that the kingdom of God is founded upon the cross that has nothing to do with the illusions of this world. A story of childhood that stays with us as adults is Grimm's fairy tale Cinderella. In everyone's heart, we feel that we are Cinderella. We work day and night, and yet no one really appreciates us. We treat people rightly, and they in turn push us around, mock us, and ridicule us. We hope someday a Prince Charming will take us from this life of slavery. As adults, there is a deep and abiding appreciation of Cinderella. We want to be swept off our feet and brought to a new and glorious life. As Cinderella was swept off her feet by Prince Charming from being a servant who cooked, scrubbed, and washed all day long to being a princess. We hope the same thing will happen to us. No one ever said thank you to her. No one ever welcomed her and dined with her. Finally, Cinderella was carried into never-never land of beauty and happiness. The sad tragedy is that we as adults resort to fantasies to escape our own difficulties that can enslave us. Jesus has come to make us children of God. He offers no illusions, only the cross that will carry us into the eternal glory of the Heavenly Father. The fairy tale of Cinderella could have been based on the real-life story of Samuel, the priest, the prophet, and the last of the judges of Israel. Samuel was dedicated to the service of Yahweh as a youth. Now when she, Hannah, had weaned him, she took him up to the house of the Lord in Shiloh and brought the boy to Eli. So I have also dedicated him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is dedicated to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. As a child, Samuel grew up with the evil sons of the high priest, Eli, now the sons of Eli were worthless men. They did not know the Lord. Thus the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord. Samuel spent great parts of his life sleeping and daydreaming. He felt that no one cared and no one wanted him. Once he woke up to that fact that God was with him, he was completely changed, a new man. He was able to go out and proclaim the law of God to ancient Israel, completely changing his society. Then Samuel said to all the house of Israel, If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods and the Astartes from among you. Direct your heart to the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. They fasted that day and said, we have sinned against the Lord, and Samuel judged the people of Israel at Mitzvah. In the gospel, we find the same thing with Andrew and Peter, fishermen. 
at the same time of Jesus, this was not the greatest profession. Fishermen were looked down upon. They were usually poor and illiterate. Yet these two men found Christ, who gave their lives meaning and purpose. Yes, they had faults and failures, but realized that through Jesus, the Holy Spirit overshadowed them. God dwells within. Now, we must awaken ourselves to that reality, the power of God dwelling within. The power of God will sweep us off our feet into his sphere. The power of God will change us in a far greater and lasting way than was Cinderella. The spirit is more powerful than any Prince Charming. We are called to be another Samuel, Andrew, and Simon Peter. The Apostle Paul says so beautifully, if God is for us, who can be against us? We can never be orphans. We will never be forgotten. We are not alone. On the contrary, the same power that was upon Samuel so that he could change his whole society is upon us. The same power that was upon Andrew and Peter so they could change the pagan Roman Empire is upon us. We will begin to see life not as something terrible and horrible, but filled with hope and possibilities. We will begin to experience each day as unique and beautiful because God dwells within. Now let us proclaim our faith. I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and maker of earth, and of all that is seen and unseen. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God and life from light. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of my life, proceeds with the Father and the Son. Together they are worshipped and glorified. I believe in one church, one baptism for forgiveness of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of this world to come. Amen. This is what I believe. Hold true to my life to wake up from this distorted earth. Let's run towards the lights.